Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Terrence Wilson, lead pastor of Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. Um, I got a surprise for you. This has ne- what's about to happen has never happened in the history of Cool Church. In the history, you wanna know what it is? It's really exciting. Like I'm, oh, I'm so far. I'm like giddy about it. <sighs> Someone's gonna come preach to you, and it's not gonna be me. I'll come back next week. And we've been on this family value series, and you know, this is these values that we're teaching you are the cornerstone of the house. And I pray that you implement your own family values in your life because. If, if, if you don't know who you are, then you're going to allow other things to define you. You got to know who you are. And your values help you know who you are. Our first value is love. So if you're going to do something, do it in love. Second value is family. Man, you can't choose who you were born into, but there is a family of choice. And that's the church that you choose. The people you choose to be around. And we're here to hold you accountable and to love you and to be with you on the journey of Christ to make you who he's called you to be. Last week, I talked about generosity. It's a blessing. The blessing is not just in what is received. The blessing is in the fact that God blesses us to be able to be generous. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And today we're going to talk about honor. And I want to take a moment to honor the person that's about to come up here and speak. You're not you're not even ready. Ah, see if I can remember. I'm getting older now. It was 15 years ago, 2007. I was a youth pastor, and I, I loved the kids that I got to preach to. And there was a there was a young man that came alongside me 15 years ago, back when we didn't have all the technology and all the lights and all this stuff. It was funny because. I remember one time I was a youth pastor rebuilding the youth room that we were, we were going to use. And we, the only room that was left in the whole church was a loading dock. That place was a mess. We tried to clean it out, make it as good as we could. This young man stood right beside me the entire time. And man, he, this, this, this guy, man, could sing his behind off. But he did better than sing. He just, he just always had the heart of worship. And he will remember this. He's going to laugh. We used to, uh, we used to be in this loading dock. And it rarely gets cold in Miami, but it was just this one day that we had, had youth. It was like a Friday night, and it was just freezing cold. The one cold day we get in Miami is the night that we have youth. And the loading dock, um, because it wasn't properly sealed off, all the cold air was getting in the room. There was no heat. We were literally worshiping and, and, and preaching in jackets, and it was so cold, you could see our breath as we were praising God. And this dude was right there with his coat, with, it, with his hat on, talking about, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. It didn't matter the platform he was on because his gift has literally taken him all over the world to do what he does. But he was so humble that he didn't mind singing in a loading dock to a group of 50 kids. And his humility has carried him for the entire time that I knew him. And when I decided, Joe and I decided to start this church, we tried our best to make it the greatest thing we can. And we had so many people that helped us along the way to do it. 
But I'm not going to lie, I was thankful for the day that this, this young man came on board. He's literally been by my side for the last 17, 15 years, excuse me, in ministry. And every time I see him, does he deserve to be on bigger platforms? Absolutely. And I'm just declaring and prophesying the world will know his name one day. But the thing about this young man is that he's never been too big to serve any position. He's never been too big. And what he does more than any human I know, he is the most honorable person that I know. I've seen him honor people that, that don't even deserve it. Honor people that have done him wrong. He will not just preach to you honor today. I want you to know you're going to hear about honor from a person that lives it out every day of their life. And man, I don't know anybody in the world that has honored me and my family and blessed us more than Joel Marcellus. So stand up on your feet and give it up for the worship director of Cool Church. I'm going to call him Pastor Joel. <laughs> What's up, cool church? Come on, lift up a shout of praise in this place. Come on. Oh, don't do it because I'm asking you to do it. Do it because you know who God is. I said lift up a shout of praise in this place right now. I mean, there is a song that I love. It says, he has done great things. Yeah. He has done great. Come on, cool church. He has done great things. Blesses And I will bless the Lord. Come on. All my soul. And all that is within me. Blesses only name. And I will bless the Lord. Yeah. If God has done great things in your life, come on, lift up a shout right now. Woo! Uh, before I even share anything, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to Pastor T and Pastor Joanne for giving me this opportunity to be here and share with this amazing church. Pastor almost made me cry back there, so thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um... I believe that we all can relate when I say that I believe that all of you guys are leaders in some capacity. You know, maybe you're a dad, maybe you're a mom, you're an uncle, maybe you're in charge of something at your work, you're a supervisor. Some way, somehow, you are a leader. 
And can we be real and say that leadership is hard, man? Can we be real for a second? It's tough to be a leader. Because you're always thinking, how can I be better? How can I inspire people better? How can I do this better? I have to let you know that it is not easy. And Pastor T, you are a dad, Pastor Joanne, you are a mom, and you have a business, and you are a pastor of a church. The reality is, because you don't hear them complain about this on stage doesn't mean that they're not going through stuff in their life. They just make a choice not to come and say it in front of you guys. But that doesn't mean that they're not going through things. And that's the reason why we have to pray for our leaders. Just like our leaders pray for you. And I'm going to ask you right now, why don't you just like take 10 to 15 seconds and just honor the pastors of this church right now. Come on. Oh, you can't do better than that. Come on, church. Thank you so much. You can have a seat. I appreciate it. Man, you guys look good in the house of the Lord. Yeah, man, look at your neighbor and say you look good. All right, look at your other neighbors and you look good. Uh-huh, that's how we do it in the house of the Lord. Maybe some of you have a question for me today. Or maybe you're watching online. If you're watching online, we want to say hi to you and thank you for choosing Cold Church today to watch this amazing service. Maybe you're typing right now and say, Joe, well, how did you feel? When Pastor T asked you to preach, oh yeah. So if you have this question for me, I'm about to take some time to tell you. Once upon a time, a Thursday of this year, that's how you start a whole, a whole story. We were all at the loft and uh, working and for the Lord, you know. The loft is where we used to uh, record our service during the pandemic, a place that we are grateful and thankful that God gave us. And because of your generosity, we're now at the cool house. And want to say thank you for that. And we were like, you know, doing our thing, and Pastor T walked in. You know what I mean? He already have a connection with the Lord. The Wi-Fi signal between Pastor T and the Lord was strong. It wasn't an Xfinity Wi-Fi. We love you, Xfinity. But we're talking about heaven. Pastor T walked in and said, what's up, y'all? Y'all good? You know, he got his backpack in his hat. And, and then he went to the upper level of the loft. If you, I mean, if you come to the loft, you know what I'm talking about. And we were still doing our thing, and I went to a place, and I was like, you know, trying to find out uh, what are we going to sing for this month. In about 10 to 15 seconds, oh, no, minutes, I said that, I heard a laugh. <laughs> but the thing about the laugh, it was followed with a moment of silence. 
I've been with Pastor T for a very long time, so whenever some, you know, God saying to put something in his mind, he laughed first. <laughs> and I was sitting and I'm like, Houston, we have a problem. I don't know exactly what the story was, but I know something is about to go down. I don't know, maybe you can relate to what I'm going to say. Maybe you have a friend, you have your husband, wife, maybe you have a co-worker. They don't have to tell you the whole story. They can just come to you and say, uh, so, uh, 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 no, mm-mm, nah, no, 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 no. I, I don't even tell you yet what I'm about to say. I know. Because you're so close to them. You spend time with them. You know, I mean, you know, if you're a friend with some Haitians, you know what I'm saying? Once you see them, say, ah, bon, eh. I mean, if you know other people from the Caribbean who can do that, please let me know. But once you see them, they do this. Eh, bon, eh, eh, bon. That's it right there, yeah. You already know something's going on. But if you're a parent, you know that too. I used to go to uh, some places with my mom and I used to walk around and do My mom used to have this non-verbal communications with me. She didn't say nothing. This non-verbal communication was the loudest. I can hear and I'm like, oh, my mom is, let me just sit down. My mom don't play. The reason why I was able to understand all of these things is because I spent time with my mom. Pastor T said, Joel! And I'm like, oh my God. He said, "Uh, you know, I just wanted to say if you can display another gift to the church. I'm not what? I believe that God displayed all the gift already. He gave us Jesus Christ. He was born in a manger. He died for us and resurrected, gave us the gift of eternal life, church. What can I possibly give to this church? He said, I wanted to know if you could preach on September 4th. I'm not 2050. That's in, my, that's in my head, you know? And then, you know, pastor is very anointed. He can, he can see stuff, you know what I'm saying? You just look at me because the no was in my mind, but also in my face. He said, you got this. <laughs> Man. And it seems like I got it for real because I'm here. And... Uh, Man, I made a choice to be here because God wanted me to be here. But also, I wanted to be obedient to the leader of the house. So, sir, thank you so much for all you have done. I know about church because when I was at Trinity, I know everything about church. You watch you, Pastor Rich Jr., Pastor Rich Sr., and Pastor Robin. You have to honor these people. If I know what I know today, it's because of God and also them. So, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Now, if you want to know the rest of the story, you can go to www.joelmasses.com to have. <laughs> nah, we're not going to do that. 
So if you have your Bible with you, and Pastor T loves these Bibles. You cannot cast demons with your electronic Bible, all right? But also I have the electronic one, so we're going to read together. So we're going to read this verse. If you don't have no Bible, it's okay. We're going to put it on the screen. We got you. Romans 12 verse 10 says this. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. I'm going to read it again. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. If you are taking notes today, the title of this sermon is this. We are called to honor. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise your name, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you for this amazing Sunday. I thank you for this church, this amazing church, Father God. This amazing people. Father, I believe that you download our word in my heart so that I can share with your people. And Father, we believe at the end of this service, someone's going to make a decision to follow you as their Lord and Savior. Father, we love you. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name I pray and everybody say. And everybody say. Come on, lift up a shout in this place. Come on. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you, worship team. You all are amazing, man. Appreciate y'all. Can't do it without y'all, man, for real. So for the past three weeks, we've been talking about some amazing things. We've been talking on this subject, family matters. And if you are a member of this church, or you just become a member, or maybe this is your first time here, or this is your first time watching online, we want to let you know that we believe in family. As a matter of fact, one of our mission is to build strong families to, be, to build strong futures. Now, just pay attention. We did not say build families to build a future. I have someone preaching with me today. Amen. We say build strong families to build strong future. Now, if you are trying to find the meaning of the word strong, is simply this. He said that to be able to withstand great force or pressure. Because when we are facing the pressure of life, we have to be strong to face it. We gotta be a strong family. When we don't agree with each other, we gotta be a strong family to face it. Our prime example, two years ago, COVID. The only reason some of us made it is because we had a strong family. COVID exposed a lot of things and show us a lot of things that we need to work and do with our families. Hmm. Because the, re the, the, the way it is, you can have a family, but you don't have a strong family. You can have a church, but you don't have a strong church. You can have a team, 
You don't have a strong team. You can have a car. Can I get a witness? <laughs> but you don't have a, a strong car. <laughs> but we believe that God's going to provide. Amen. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's going to provide, man. We believe that. Just make sure you take care of your car right now because it got something bigger for you. Amen. Yeah. But after we say all of these things, you say, well, I mean, you say all of this amazing thing, but Joel, how can we have a strong family? What, what can we do? Well, the first thing, we need to have God. He got to be the center of your family. You got to be the beginning and the end and all around. You got to make sure you have God. But the second thing, you need core values. Uh-huh. Because what core values does is it tells you where you stand. It tells you what you believe in. If you don't stand for anything, you're going to fall for. So you need core values. That's the reason why for the past three weeks we heard Pastor T preach about love. Now, I have to let you guys know, the way you see it, it was on purpose. Pastor preach about love because without love, all of the, you can't do none of this stuff. You, you, you know, you can have a strong family. You can, you can give because you, your heart is not in it. The second week, we have uh, Yari, Pastor Yari, preaching, <laughs> preaching an amazing word on family. And last week, Pastor T preach about generosity and today we are talking about honor and uh, you can actually show the chart real quick because I want to go over this real quick so this is the cool value example and I believe that like I said in order for you to have a strong family you, know, you want your own cool values you, you want your own values so the clarifying statement in honor, he said, not only do we respect others because of a position, we respect others because they are a person. We'll talk more about that. He said that every day we honor God with our lives. We try our best to see people the way God sees people. We honor up, down, and all around. We treat others with respect no matter who they are, where they come from, what they do, or what they believe. We are vocal with our honor. We don't wait until people are gone to give them honor. We honor them every chance we get. We do not gossip. We encourage. The Bible verse that we read already is Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Ooh. Yes. Honor one another above yourself. And the last one, we don't disrespect or look down on anyone. We are God's children. I have three points for you today. The first one is, who do we honor? You know, I was born and raised in the 509. It's a fancy way to say Haiti. 
Do we have any Haitian here? All right. So let me check something. Kota ICM, yo! Oh, yes. Ah, we have Haitian in this place, yeah. If you're not from Haiti, I love you too. Because yeah. the thing is, I, I, I believe you get to sack pass, hey! Ah, okay, okay, we, we ain't burning today. Yeah, we ain't burning today. I was born and raised in Haiti, man. I was raised by my mom. My dad has to uh, come to America to take care of us, hard worker, and my mom was the one who raised me. Uh, my mom always said that. Uh, Joel, let me tell you this, the same respect that you show to the CEO, to the pastor, to anybody in a high level is the same respect and honor that you show to everybody. There is no difference between respect and honor for my mom. They are one. For her, you can't honor people if you don't respect them. That's just my mom. So, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, okay. That's what you said. Uh, if you're a parent, you, you, okay, you say that to your kid. Say, Let me give you an example. You're a parent, say, hey, listen, Johnny, you gotta be kind to the neighbor. All right? When you go out there, you gotta say good morning. Johnny said, oh, okay, mom. Okay, dad, I got you. But you know what Johnny is doing? He's watching you. Or he is going to say hi to the neighbor, but let's say something happened to you or happened to your grass. The neighbor throw some stuff there. You don't like it. You get mad. Or they just park in front of your parking lesson. What are you? What, are you? What's, what is this? Uh-huh. You mad, you just pass by. That's the neighbor. Do you know what Jenny gonna do? Uh, um, excuse me, uh, dad, mom. Um, were you the one telling me that I gotta be kind to the neighbor? What, what did you just do? Did you, 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 you can't see? Did you see the neighbor? Oh, they will call you out. The kids are, they love this kind of stuff. I was watching my mom. And I'm like, let me tell you, I got other people, what you doing? When you're mad, what, what do you do, mom? One thing that caught my attention, my mom was always consistent. Even when she's, she don't agree with you. Even when she's mad, she always makes sure that she honor and respect people. The reality is you can respect someone, but you don't honor them. And you can honor people, you don't respect them. I just honor you because you're the president. I just honor you because you're the CEO. I don't really respect you. But God calls to do both, man. We have to respect and honor. Watch my mom. And because of that, I'm like, that, that becomes something natural in me. I just respect and love anybody. I honor you and respect you. I'm going to tell you something that I do. Maybe he's going to help you. The first thing that I do, I don't go 
and respect Pastor T, the first thing that I do, I respect Terrence Wilson, if you allow me, sir. I respect the person before I respect the title. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened. When you don't do that, you just respect the title of a person. When you don't agree with something that they say and do, you know what you do? You start getting personal. That's why you're fat. That's why you're skinny. That's why your shoes is like that, dirty. Has nothing to do with the title of the person, but because you, you did not respect the person's first, you only respect the title of the person, you start disrespecting the person. We got to watch out, man. I respect Terrence Wilson, Joanne Wilson, if you allow me, before I respect Pastor T and Pastor Joanne. Our first Peter 2.17 says, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers fear God and honor the emperor. Oh, I, I love the, New King, the New, uh, New King James Version. He says this. Honor all people. Straightforward. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. He didn't say that. Honor uh, Peter, but forget about James. He says honor all people. Even the one that you feel like does not, you know, really deserve your honor. We are living in a society where the culture of this honor is the one they promote. Or if you want to be viral on social media, just disrespect and dishonor someone. Or we're gonna have a lot of views. That's the culture that they are promoting. But you know what? We are not defined by this culture, the earthly culture. We are defined by the heavenly culture. So even it's popular to dishonor people and disrespect people, we're not going to do that. We're going to respect and honor. In our, ch our chart, he says, we try our best to see people the way God sees them. We honor up, down, and all around. We treat people with respect no matter who they are, where they come from. One of my favorite basketball players is Steph Curry, man. Not because he is the greatest shooter of all time and he's an MVP, but I love him because of the way he is. When he's not playing, making threes from Orlando to Miami. <laughs> he's he's uh, on the bench, hyping the other guys. Let's go, man, yeah. I like to see that. But you know, he could do something called selective honor. He could be like, you know, I hear all the rookies, man, but you do have a ring. 
You mean I only talk to Jermon Green? Jermon Green is the only talk, I only talk to him. I only talk to Clay Thompson, all right? He just got here. He come from college, bro. Not even. Why should I talk to you? You know, I've been a doctor for 16 years. You just, you're just a little nurse. Oh, I've been preaching for 10 years. You just started today. So you think I'm going to sit down and talk to you, bro? Look at this. You think I'm going to sit down and talk to him? Well, I'm looking at your resume. You don't, you don't have nothing. But we can't be like that. We cannot have selective honor. One of the reasons the team is so amazing, one of the reasons is because the way he talks to people. I believe that I'm talking to leaders and your team you cannot have selective honors. You have to honor people. Honor all people. I love him. Man, now I'm going to tell you what my second point is. I'm taking my time. Yeah, man. So Haitian. Say, how do we honor? That's the question. I love that part. I got three things. There's so many ways that you can honor, but I'm going to give you three today. I have three hours to preach. Praise God. The first way you can honor, you honor with your time. Time is one thing that you are not going to get back. Once it's out there, it's gone. You can't get your, can you get Saturday, last Saturday back? Time, man. Something, if you know me well, I don't play with people's time. Because that's something that you can't get back. You know, some people, you tell them, I mean, I know about this word when I came here in America. You say, what time are you going to be here, my brother? <laughs> oh, I'm going to be here at 6 30 ish. What? What is that? Oh, yeah, 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 man. I mean, I'm looking at my time right now. Um, what time is the, is, the, is the event? Seven. Okay, okay, okay. I'm probably going to be there, you know. 7.55 each. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. I mean, English is not my first language. Maybe I missed something. I mean, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. If, you tell, if, if, I, if I ask you, at what time are you going to be there? 
You tell me 752, I'm not man, 8 o'clock, bro. 8 o'clock. We're not doing the 52. No, 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 no. I'm going I'm to give you eight more minutes for yourself. Hey, listen, I'm not going to do it. Listen, it's okay. I see you at eight. The people have some stuff, man. That's something that I can't do because I need to know the time. Give me the time. If it's seven o'clock, I'm going to be, I, I, I'm, I'm trying. Listen, my goal is to honor your time. Is to respect it and honor it. When you give me the seven-ish, I don't know when to come. I have no idea. I can't even sleep. I'm like, oh, ish is the 53 or 50. What is that? That's 56? I thought you'd be honoring because you don't even give me a set time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't do none of that. Man, I want to respect your time. And some people, uh, uh, they give you the best excuse in the whole entire world. Oh, yeah, 7.30, you say, oh, man, you got it at 7.50. They say, hey, man, I'm so sorry, but what happened? The rain was wet. <laughs> did, did you even hear what you said? He said, oh, man, I'm, hey, why, 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 we're supposed to be 8 o'clock, but why are you here at 8.30? Oh, oh, man. I was mopping the sea. What are, what you mopping? The, how can, huh? How, how can you even do that? They give you the best excuse in the whole entire world. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I mean, Luke 6.31 says this. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Some people, when they're doing their own stuff, or they want you to be on time. Or you, you, mm. the, the, the six-ish doesn't work for me. You got to be here on time. That's what we're doing. You're one second later. Where you at? Where you at, man? Where you at? Where you at? But when it's them coming to your stuff, they take the whole time. We honor people with our time. But we also honor people with our actions. We show people love. That's, that's one of the ways that we can honor people. When you buy a gift card for the teachers who's taking care of your kids, to the police officers, to the people who's taking your garbage because, man, during the pandemic, that thing stayed there for two weeks. Like, My God! I mean, some of you didn't even know how to even deal with, with, with the kids at, in the house. How did you guys do that? We, we can't even deal with this kid. They are our kids. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We can't even make them sit down and learn. 
their attention span was half of a second. Right here, baby shark, do 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 do, do baby shark, do, do. pay attention. Man, we 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 find out that it's hard to be a teacher out there. They're not getting the pay that they deserve. But they are doing a great job. A lot of things make sense to us. Let me tell you something. You see, I'm talking in this microphone right now. You can hear me? Uh, you know there is sound in the room, right? But you, you, you don't pay attention to the sound guy in the back. You know the only time we're going to pay attention is when we feedback. And everybody's like, You know there is sound. Someone has to come here and do the sound. Someone gonna have to do it. We don't pay him no money. Just pass by the sound guy. And the other, the only time you honor and respect him is when there's a feedback. Ooh. Oh, there's a sound guy back there. What's up, man? By the way, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Yeah, we honor people. Oh, the only time you, you really pay attention that your husband and your wife was amazing is when they're not there no more. I'm going to let that for Pastor T to preach. <laughs> Pastor T and Pastor Duran are going to preach about that. But I just wanted to say, it's when you don't have it no more, you realize that, my God, how do we honor, man? One of the ways give people a gift. Yeah. I have to let you know, in your family, I can talk to y'all. It's not only the way you give the gift, but it's the way you present it. Because the way you present the gift tells me if it comes from your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, somewhere else, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can't wrap a gift for nothing. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, man. I can't do that for absolutely nothing. And I was, uh, last week, I see how Pastor T was like, oh, I put the gift behind my back, and then, mm, there you go, gift. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that he, he put some thought, make sure that everything is clean, you know, Pastor T is like that. You gotta make sure everything is clean. I mean, it's good to give people a gift. That's a way to show them that you appreciate them, but also the way you present it matters. The details matters. Yeah. Now you said, um, is it true? I mean, God showed us that since creation, 95% of y'all, if you go to a mango tree and you see the mango like this, he said, this mango is not right. I ain't gonna eat that. There's a lot of bacteria in that thing. Yeah, I don't know what kind of mango is that. God makes sure that he put layers on top of layers on top of layers. He didn't say that you just need the food. Let me just give you the food. He made sure that he sit down and said, man, I respect these people and honor these people that I'm going to present them something that's right. Yeah. And some fruits make you mad. 
take the first layer, I said, what, what? I'm hungry. You got another layer, third layer, and, and fourth layer. It's God showing you that I love and respect you and honor you so much that I cannot just present this to you like that. But that tells us that we cannot just present God a gift like that too. If you come to serve, make sure it's the best thing that you can do. Something because it's a gift. Make sure you put some thought behind it. Mm-hmm. And we also honor with our word. And the chart it says, we are vocal with our honor. We don't wait until people are gone to give them honor. We honor them every chance we get. Every chance we get. Some of us, we lose the chance to honor someone because we thought that tomorrow is promised. Tomorrow is not promised. Honor the people today. Don't wait until they're gone to honor them. Just like I just honored the sound guy. Amazing. You know, I want to, if I miss your team, I apologize. I want to uh, honor the production team. That's amazing. You know, they come here early, super duper early. And the only thing that we know, I mean, we come at 10 o'clock and we just sit, ah, screaming. Sound amazing. But these people, they woke up early to be here. I want to shout out Pastor T for preaching every Sunday. Let me tell you, I haven't been sleeping for two years. I don't know how you do it, sir. Where do you get your sermon from? Do you even sleep, sir? Because the only time I'm going to sleep is after this. Do not disturb. I'm out. Man, it's not easy. Come on, we're sermon every Sunday? Nah, man, Pastor T, man, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to the worship team, man. Amazing job, y'all. Y'all are amazing. I appreciate y'all. I want to give a shout out to the hospitality team. Thank you. Oh, really? This and they take care of us. Huh? You know, some of us are, hey, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. They give us some water and some, something back there. They take care of us. Oh, not make it to the service. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys are amazing. The security team, thank you. Thank you. The, the parking lot team, thank you. The environment team, thank you. The online team, if you can't see me right now, it's because we have people actually 
working with that. So thank you so much. The host team. Thank you. The data team. The cool kids team, man. Thank you so much. We have amazing people sitting here taking care of us. Remind me of the cool hell. Thank you. Because I messed up the name, I'm going to ask you to stand, please, so that, the, so that the church can actually honor and respect you. Come on, honor them. I got I to gotta make it up. I mess it up. Uh, I'm going home like that. The social media team, thank you. Culture team, thank you. The prayer team, thank you. If you are in charge of a connect group, thank you. I make you clap today for all the years. Jesus is Lord. And the reality is we can't do this by ourselves. People think that, oh, it's, it's worship team and production and pastor team. We are part of it. But we have a whole team, man. These people, they come early. They just want to serve. They're not asking for a Tesla. <laughs> I mean, if you give it to them, thank you. Can I get a witness? All right. They're only asking for respect and honor. And sometimes we fail to do that. We take people's time for granted. We don't respect them. We say, it's a, man, it's, it's, a, it's an honor for you to be here. No, no, it's an honor for me to have you. Because you're giving me something that you can take back. You're giving me your time. And I got to honor that. So when do we honor? Which is my last point. The chart said, we honor people with every chance we get. We encourage, respect, and love our brothers and sisters. Every chance we get. There is not a schedule. Uh, between Monday uh, to Wednesday, we honor. Thursday, Friday, mm, wait for next week. That is not part of our schedule. We are closed today. We don't honor anybody. Oh, man. What's going on today? Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, some people have a schedule to honor. I'm going to honor you when I'm, when I'm happy. But when I'm not happy, you're getting no honor for me. Because I'm mad. Selective honor? No, you're mad at your husband, you're mad at your wife, your boss, and where you're working at, co-worker. 
It's not because I'm mad, I'm not going to honor you. There's nothing with me respecting and honor you, even when I'm mad at you. I don't agree with what you've done. Just don't give me the keys yet. I'm going to ask you because I'm going to travel. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just choose to honor people whenever you feel like it. That's not what God calls us to do. We honor people all the time. But there's something that I really like, though, though. It's, it's something that shows me a way to honor. Some people honor God when they understand everything. Oh, God, okay, I understand. I got you. Now I'm going to honor you. I'm going to obey to what you said because I actually understand. There is a story in the Bible that I love. Man, I love this story. We're going to go together, right, in this journey. It's the story of Abraham and Isaac. Find this story in Genesis 22, verse 1 to 18. Now, let's go. Mm. Verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And Abraham responded. Here I am, he replied. That's what the scripture said. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. Isaac. Say the name too. Because I don't want you to get confused. And I'm going to tell you the name. Isaac. And go to the region of Moria. If I say that one, I'm going to say it in Creole. Moriah. Y'all got to help me here. Sacrifice him. <laughs> Sacrifice him. There as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you what are you going to show me. You asked me to give my only son that I loved. And you say that you will show me? <laughs> Verse 3 says, early the next morning. Early the next morning? Listen, I, I will probably have the, the longest nap in my whole entire life. After you tell me all of these things and I woke up early in the morning? That God will have to send angels to wake me up. <sighs> Do I wake up? Go back. Because you're telling me stuff that I don't understand here. <laughs> Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two, two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He actually went there. What? Can you imagine what Abraham was going through? He said to his servant, 
Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the rule for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire in the knife. <laughs> As the two of them went on together. Let me tell you something right there. I believe that a lot of parents in this generation and a lot of kids, this story would not even get that far. Oh, we will ask questions. Why take my only son and go where? What am I doing? <laughs> Finally, Isaac said something. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father. Abraham said, yes, my son. The, the fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, but where is the lamp for the my offering? Now, we were talking about the parents will not get the blessing, but the kids will not get it too. Because they will be like, ah, uh, Abraham, dad. So where are we going? Is there Wi-Fi? Uh, is, is there a PS5 up there? Are we playing Madden or NBA 2K? Is that what we're doing? Are we doing a TikTok dance? Because I want to know. They will ask you a million of questions, but, it, but Isaac didn't say nothing. So they usually use this story for all that, you know, to show the faith that Abraham has. But what about Isaac, though? Kid is just, just watching the whole movie. He's part of the movie too. Abraham answered, from that part, they will be gone. God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. They're still together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar and there he arranged the wood on it. <laughs> this is the part that got me. I'm so sorry. He bowed his son Isaac. What? Jit. <laughs> Jit was like, yes. Bind me. What? There is no way, Pastor. G will be gone. <laughs> he bound his son as and laid him on the, he laid him on the altar, y'all. On top. So what is that? What, what's going on? On top of the wood. Verse 10, then he reached out his hand and took the knife. Wait. So, kid can see dad doing all of these things. 
And you still, you still stay there? He took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called him out to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there a thicket he saw a ram cut by his horn and he went over into the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your honor, I will surely bless you and make your descendant as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you obeyed me. Abraham didn't have no idea how this story was going to end. He, he knows exactly what he have to do. So I'm going to have to kill my kid. I'm going to have to offer him as a burnt offering. He knows all of this stuff. But the thing that he didn't know is what's going to happen. So, he said, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to honor God with my obedience. Even though I don't understand it, I don't know what it is, but I'm still going to respect and honor him with the way I obey him. Now, let me ask you this. In the beginning of the sermon, I explained how Pastor T asked me to preach, and, and the thing that I was thinking was no, but I chose to obey and do it anyway. And the other thing that I said was, when you're so close to, people don't have to tell you a whole story, they just did so well. You already know the full story, but I'm asking you, do you? Are you really close to God when he speaks to you? Are you already? He doesn't have to finish the whole story, but you already know what it is. 
How is your relationship with God? Does he have to give you a full run through of what's going to happen? Maybe some of you right now, you God is telling you so. When are you going to forgive your parents? I mean, of course, you're probably not the best parent by the way you see them. But when are you going to forgive them, respect, and honor them? When are you going to write this book? When are you going to write the song? When? When are you going to forgive that friend, the husband, the wife, the fiance? When are you going to do that? Are you waiting for a full, long explanation to do it? Sometimes we ask God, God, use me. That's the prayer of my heart. Lord, use me, Lord. Oh, my God. God really want to use you, but there are some stuff that you have to do for yourself. Now you want God to use you, but you still cannot forgive your parents? You want God to use you, but you're still not obeying to what he asked you to do. Listen, one thing that I know, I'm not fighting with God. Because the nation of Israel was supposed to spend 40 days in the desert. They spent 40 years. I don't want to fight with God. I want to obey God. If you are here right now, you can bow your heads. If you are here right now, you know that God been calling you to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And you've been hearing it loud and clear. I'm going to ask you to just raise your hands right now. If you raise your hands, why don't you just stand up so that just stand on your feet right now. Just stand. Don't be ashamed. Don't. The thing about what I'm doing, I'm not doing it for numbers. Because some people say, oh, we have like 20,000 people at the altar today. I don't care if it's one person. Because sometimes what people don't understand, sometimes God asks you to plant a seed, but not to grow the plant. Thank you, sir. And uh, you, can, you, you can actually come in the front right now. You can come. If you make the decision to accept God as your Lord and Savior, you can just come right now. I'm going to make another call right now real quick. 
If you know that God has been talking to you to forgive someone, to start this business, to do anything, I'm going to ask you right now to come to the altar right now. If you know. Uh, if you know. I'm not forcing anybody. It's on you. If you know he's been talking to you, if you know that he's been telling you things and you heard this word today, just come to the altar right now. Come on, church, give it up. I give myself away. Oh God, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself. Yeah. I give myself away so you can use me. Here I am. Here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I Your desire revealed and declare and say, I give myself. Whoa, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself. My life is not my own To you I belong I give myself Yeah My life is not To you I belong I give myself I give myself to my life is not my own today. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself. Sing my life, say. My life is not my own. Come on, if you came down here, you out there. Raise your hands. 
This is a song of surrender. How many of y'all feel the spirit in this place today? If you came down to this altar for salvation, God bless you. God bless you so much. But if you came down to this altar because you know it's something that you are called to do and you, you, you've been holding back. I, lo I love what Joel says that we have to have the type of relationship with God where he don't even have to finish the sentence because we honor him, we move. Honor, honor, honor makes you go even when you don't understand. That speaks to me, man. And if you came down to this altar for any reason, or if you're out there in the audience, or if you're online right now, and the prayer of your heart is that song, I give myself away so you can use me. God, I don't understand everything that's going on in this life, but that's okay. I honor you enough with my life to be willing to give myself completely to you. So whether you're in this place or online, I want everybody to repeat this prayer because it's, it's cool to come down. It, it, it shows that you're stepping through fear and in the faith, but you might be at the seat and you know you need to give yourself completely to God. So I'm gonna just ask this before we say this prayer. If you out there right now, and maybe he's like, man, I, I know I should be down there, but I'm not down there. I want you to look at your neighbor right now and say, hey, if you're scared, I'll go with you. If they say, yeah, grab them by the hand and walk them down here. This family, so you ain't got to do it by yourself. I just want to see. It's already a bunch of people down here, so you don't have to be scared. I just want to see. I want to see. See, there's always more. See, there's always more. I know it. Look, see. The anointing has done this. The word has gone forth. I don't need to preach another sermon. It never returns void. It never returns void proud of you proud of you I want everybody here or online close your eyes and repeat after me the Bible says when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart he was raised from the dead you're saved so everybody confess and believe with me say dear Jesus I've sinned I'm not proud of it but I admit it today I lay my sin down take it I pray I don't want it anymore I reach to heaven to receive your forgiveness to take the place of my sin. I ask that you would accept me into your wonderful family. Today, today, I give myself away completely to you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Father God, I pray for each and every person that's down here at this altar, that's out there in the audience and on there online, somewhere in this world, watching this message today. You've been speaking to their heart. There is something that they have neglected to do, that they have been resistant to do, because maybe they don't fully understand why you're asking them to do it. But God, I pray that they would honor you anyway and give themselves completely to what you have called them to do. There is no sacrifice that you would require of us that's greater than the sacrifice you made for all of us. 
Though Isaac had to take his son, his one and only son, to an altar, his son didn't have to die, but yours did. And God, we are thankful that Jesus, because he honors us, was willing to commit the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. So God, we are making a conscious decision to honor you with our lives and to give ourselves completely to your will, your way, and your work. The ideas that you've welled up in our hearts, God, we give ourselves completely to them. God, the forgiveness that you gave us, we give ourselves completely to forgiveness. And I pray that you would wash unforgiveness out of our system. God, we give ourselves to your work and your way. So bless these people today that came down here, God. May they completely give themselves away to you and only you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Everybody said? If you believe that, give God a shout of praise. Don't go nowhere. If you made a decision for Jesus today, whether it was the first time or whether this was the hundredth time, but you say this time, I'm giving all of myself. All of, I ain't playing no more. I got a gift I want to give you. And you'll get it when you step outside. You see that sign that says, welcome to the family? That's what you are. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you did before you got to this place. You are family in Jesus' name. Amen? There's a Bible in here. There's a letter from Joe and I in here. WWJD bracelet, some other stuff. It's just our way to say that we love you. Um, and no matter what you came down to this altar for, if you go outside with our culture team, if you got questions about maybe what you heard today, questions about, about, or you just want somebody to pray for you, we got folks that are prepared. Do we know the answer to every question? No, but God does. And we pray that he'll reveal it to you over time. But we will stand there with you and help take this journey with you. Because how many of you know, you are not meant to be a believer by yourself. We're meant to do it together. Amen? Love y'all so much. So here's what I want you to know. On the count of three, if you want to take that stroll outside and get connected, I can't open up the ceiling and show you what's happening in heaven. But the Bible says when one comes back to the Father, when just one, if there was no other people down here, just one came back, they would turn up in heaven so hard. They're doing it right now, and I can't show you. I can help you hear what it sounds like because your family's about to turn up for you in ways you never heard before. So on the count of three, they're going to walk this way. Y'all going to show them what heaven is doing. So you ready? Here we go. Do it online, too. Start putting hearts and claps in the chat. Here we go. One, two, three. Let them know God loves them. Let them know they are blessed. Let them know they are favored. Let them know God honors them. Let them know they are sons and daughters. Oh, we can do better than that because I know what's happening in heaven right now. Come on. My life is on my own. My life Worship is on him. my own. Hallelujah. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. See, my life is not my own. Thank you so much for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. 
And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.